everyone. Welcome back to Well Then, a podcast where we talk about all things wellness and putting your health first. I'm your host, Megan Scherer. My guest today is Alessandra Torresani. Many of you may know her as an actress. Some of you may know her as the first Cylon. But today, I want all of you to get to know her for her work in the mental health space. Alessandra is outspoken about having bipolar disorder, and she is just about to launch her new podcast, Emotional Support, opening up conversations about mental health in this really important, crucial time where we're all destigmatizing the mental health conversation. And I'm so excited for you guys to get to hear from her today, hear her story, and hear more about her upcoming podcast and what a great resource it will be. All right. Hey, Alessandra, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you. you here. So fun. Yeah. So I want to bring up before we even dive into everything, um, what what brought us together? Um, I've mentioned Kindred on this on the podcast before, so my listeners are kind of familiar with it, but just really want to reiterate how cool of a company and an event that was, the Kindred Mind Matters event, that brought so many people who are having really important conversations about mental health together. And it's just been cool to see what's transpired of that one event and how many people are collaborating and continuing these conversations and and this being a really great example of that. I think it's so funny because I talk about it on my podcast. Probably we've talked about it 10 out of the 11 episodes that I've shot. And I feel like my fans are sick of talking about Kindred and hearing about it, but it just is so true. It was such an incredible experience and once in a lifetime. And I can't thank that, you know, organization enough for bringing us all together. Yeah. And I mean, it's really so cool to see people and companies and teams putting time and money and resources into having these important conversations and shedding light on major issues like mental health so that more people do feel comfortable coming forward and sharing their story, talking about it, getting the help and support that they need. Um, And I think it's just really a sign that we're all headed in the right direction. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. So that being said, I mean, we might as well get started with like the deep stuff and dive right on in. Um, I would love for you to share with us a little bit more about your story and your personal journey with with mental health um, and kind of how that's gotten you to where you are today. Well, I am an actress and I have had many struggles throughout my life. Um, I could bore you with about an hour of information, um, but I'll get to the the quick end of it. Um, at 22 years old, I was on a show called, Cap- well, from 20 to 22, I was on a show called Caprica, and it was the prequel to Battlestar Galactica. And it was huge. And it had a huge fan base and a huge following. And it was everything and more that I possibly could have asked for. But that was when I finally discovered that I was bipolar. Um, I don't know if it was from stress of the show or just kind of the over excitement of two years of my life. And then when it was over, the adrenaline went away and the serotonin went away and it went into a very, you know, dark place. Mm -hmm. And an acupuncturist is actually the one who diagnosed me as bipolar. And from then on, I was told not to speak about it. I was ashamed to speak about it. Um, 
in regards to relationships, I would tell people that I was dating. And then if there was ever an issue and there was ever a problem, they would always turn the blame on me. And it was because I was bipolar and I was crazy. Um, and so having to deal with all of that was even harder as well as trying to keep it as much as a secret. And then finally, one day I kind of just got over it and said, you know, F this, I'm just going to let people know right off the back. Um, and I just started speaking my truth and telling people. And from there forward, I was always told, oh my gosh, you should do a talk show. You should do a docu-series. Like, you're so funny. Like, you, this would bring such light and such comedy um, to mental health. And so I decided to do a podcast for a long time. And it actually came to fruition after going to the Kindred event where I really was so inspired and felt a need, you know, it, I, I guess my biggest fear was who's going to come on the show. Mm. And I think after meeting the 50 people that were there, it made me go, Oh wait, I have a guaranteed, you know, 50 people that will come on this show, <laughs> even if no one else in my life will, because we're all here with the same cause and we're all trying to bring light to it. So I think it's time to start it. So um, it's called Emotion Owl Support because everyone calls me Owl. And we're releasing it on August 20th. And that's the story. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited for that, that podcast to be released. I know that you've already got some really incredible episodes recorded. Um, and I can't wait to hear some of those conversations and, and interviews because I think that it's just going to make a Im big impact for a lot of people to to just be exposed to more people's truths, like you said, to, to hear that there are more people out there who are struggling and suffering so that maybe sometimes we don't have to feel so alone in what we're going through. Completely. And, you know, I think where my show differs than a lot of other shows is, you know, I'm a very, our show is very rated R. <laughs> it's explicit. <laughs> um, and a, a lot of shows aren't. And I think that while we bring the positivity to it, it's kind of a funny, um, you know, it's like a dark comedy is like the way that I would explain it, yeah. where <laughs> everyone shares their stories. And, you know, you have celebrities who don't share these stories because there's no time when they go on a Jimmy Fallon or, you know, a Jimmy Kimmel or whatever. Um, the only time they ever really talk about things from what I've seen is either when it's a really personal show like David Letterman has on Netflix where they really get to the bottom of it and they spend a full hour on a guest right. or my inspiration has always been Howard Stern. So it's kind of a dark comedy podcast because we laugh a lot. We cry a lot and we just try to have a good old time and try to have fun with it because it's Which, kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> And I feel like that's so important. Do you feel like it's therapeutic for you to find humor in these issues and in life in general? I think I've only been able to survive because I find life so funny. If I didn't find it funny and I didn't find humor, and I also am someone that masks my sadness with humor. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of takes over my entire life. Um, I'm someone that you rarely know is sad because I can you know, self-deprecate myself in a way that a stand-up comedian would. 
when really there's like lots of pain there, but I don't want people to feel my pain and I'd rather just laugh through it because that's how I always dealt with life. So how do you strike that balance between, you know, still being able to, to feel your own emotions and be able to really move through the things that are present for you, but then also be able to laugh at it and be lighthearted about it and deal with the people who, who take life a little bit too seriously sometimes and get offended when we try to laugh at these serious topics and, and subject matter. You know, I'm a very blunt person. I can't really hide the way that I feel when I love, I love hard and I don't really hate is a strong word. I won't say I hate some people, but I really feel passionately about how much I dislike people when they have judgment. Mm -hmm. Um, I know I've been judged by a lot of people and I'm a feisty girl and I don't, (laughs) I probably don't handle it in the right way, but I know how to scrappily fight my battles. Um, when need be, which is very, very rare and very few and far between. And I do not recommend it. But I think that the only way that I could survive is I was an only child. And if someone, you know, mentally beat me up, I knew how to be sharp with my words. Um, And that was a good thing. And that was a bad thing. And I've had to learn, you know, about temperament and anger. But I think I totally forgot your question. But I think that the only way that I kind of balance things is I just take it day by day. I think being honest and open with people with my with my issues and with my mindset, um, they can't point the finger on me anymore um, as to the reasons of me being the way I am um, because I will snap back because I know how to now and I have the confidence to not let judgment come through. Uh, the same thing, you know, some of my like closest friends and, you know, new friends, open up to me about mental health. And if they ever feel some sort of judgment from outside world, you know, they know to come to me and, you know, I'll be their, their, you know, little feisty powerhouse that will have their back. You know, I, I'm quite a soldier when it comes to that because I don't take the bullying thing anymore. Um, and I think that we're also in part of um, evolution and growing where mental health is becoming um, stigma free. Mm-hmm. I would say it's like 80% finally. And, no, sorry. I believe that there, it's like 20% there and 80% of the world is still not on board yet, but that's better than the 0% it was, you know, yeah. 10 years ago yeah. and 20 years ago. Absolutely. Um, and I think just speaking about it as much as I can as therapy for me, as well as for others. I mean, I haven't even released the show yet, but just even talking about it, I've had you know, direct messages from people telling me that they are so happy there's a voice out there and that it is normalized and not to feel judged by people and people are jealous. And, you know, I know it's bad that there are people out there that are, you know, acting like it's a, you know, a superpower, but there's Mm -hmm. a part of it where it's kind of like, it kind of is, you know, if you can accept what you were born with, and embrace it, like, then you're a superhero, because you're being brave and stronger than anyone could have ever expected you to be. Yeah, gosh, that's, that's so powerful, and, and well put, and kind of answers one of my questions, because I do feel like, you know, that ability to, to snap back or stand up for yourself definitely comes from ownership of your story. And so how do you feel like, 
when you started to, to share your experience and your story and your truth more, how do you feel like that was therapeutic and a part of the healing process for you? Um, I think it's a day by day step. I think with every interview that I've been doing, like beyond my personal life, it's just been making me realize how much of a help it is, even if it's for one person. And I think that that helps with my openness and my honesty. Um, I know that I've had people on the show where they've revealed things that they didn't even realize that they had. Mm-hmm. Um, and that they kind of discovered through our conversations and through our like therapy talks. Um, I think I also surround myself with people and I don't take, you know, anything, you know, from anyone anymore. If you don't bring benefit to my life, I don't really care if you like me or not at this point, I'm not going to surround myself around you. And I think that that's very different. I used to be a people pleaser and I used to want, you know, quantity over quality And, you know, the first time I met my boyfriend, I said to him in the first, you know, moment of meeting him, I was like, just so you know, I'm bipolar. And like, I have my moments and I'm pretty fucking crazy. Uh, I can't swear on the show, probably. I'm pretty crazy. You do whatever you want. Yeah. And, and, you know, it is what it is. And without any judgment or anything, he's like, okay, cool. And what? (laughs) What's the point? Like, so, So, yeah. Yeah. So being with someone, you know, as my, you know, partner for over four years that always pushed me to talk about it at my own pace but wanted me to to knows the power of seeing me speaking to people about it what it does I think it helps to have you know someone by your side and I'm really lucky because you know I'm 32 years old and I've had a lot of relationships and this is the first relationship that I've ever felt like I've had a partner um, and I've dated a lot of people. <laughs> so, well, yeah, and especially, you know, you know, you mentioned that you've, you've dated people who ended up using it against you and, and using the fact that you're bipolar as like ammunition against you. And that's, that's gotta be exactly. so painful and frustrating. So to then come into a relationship where it's the opposite of that. And it's somebody who's so supportive and accepting and creates the space for you to just show up how you are. That must be exactly. Huge. Exactly. Life changing. <laughs> yeah, gosh, that's, that's amazing. And I mean, so what advice would you give to somebody listening who hasn't found that person yet? Like whatever, whether, whatever mental health issue they're struggling with or, you know, anything in life that they feel like is, is a label or something that they carry with them that people haven't been able to understand or that people have maybe used against them. What would you tell them to, to stay away from those toxic relationships or get out of them and to hold out hope for those, the, the healthier, more evolved kind of relationships. You know, I had to go through, a, I kissed a lot of print, a lot of frogs to get to a print, <laughs> you know? So I let people know, just keep putting yourself out there. Like don't hide away from the world, Like, don't worry what people will think because you'll never know unless you try it. You know, so I was not someone, I, I would jump from relationship to relationship and then I was single for a while and then I kind of got uncomfortable and I was like, I don't want to start dating again. And it kind of happened in a very organic way. But, you know, I had to go through a lot of stuff to get where it was and a lot of depression and a lot of abuse and a lot of dark moments to finally see the light. So like, don't give up. 
But I think what I did that I do not recommend other people is I stayed in relationships when people were mentally abusive to me and holding against my mental health. And I convinced myself that it's because this, and it doesn't matter. No one's ever going to love me for who I am. So I might as well just like accept it and deal with the abuse. And I do not recommend doing that. If in the first conversation someone has an issue or makes something, you know, snotty back to you, like run as fast as you can. How did you get out of that place where you just accepted that, you know, that was going to be your fate? I think that I had a nervous breakdown in my last relationship um, because I was so mentally abused um, that I had a full nervous breakdown in front of one of my best friends. And she was like, you need to stop. Like, this is insane. You know, you need to stop. You need to leave. Um, And if it wasn't for my friend, Alex, shout out to Alex. um, I think that I would have continued that relationship. Um, and dealt with the mental abuse. I had someone trying to change my, you know, my medication that I take, you know, just to to mess with my head. So, you know, it's, yeah. So it's like, you know, it went really far south before it it went up again. Um, But, you know, I have to say, I'm so happy I went through those things because I never would be with who I'm with now and appreciate that. And, you know, Sturgis is not the kind of guy that I ever thought I would be with. Um, we have, we are great together, but we have a lot of differences in just personality and things we like. And I never would have been attracted to that if it weren't for me going through the things I did. So everything is a learning experience and it sounds cheesy, but everything is meant to be. But the second abuse happens, you need to walk away because it's not your fault. Yeah, I think that that's so important to remember. Like you can take a lesson from from any situation that you're in, but yeah, the second that it's unhealthy or toxic in in any way, um, you you definitely need to get out of there. Yeah. It's, it's so important for people to speak about these things too, and I thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that piece of your story because other people out there might be listening and think that what they're going through is, is just what they have to accept. Like that this is the way it is. And you know, they're treating me this way because this is what I deserve or whatever. And to, to hear someone else's story might be just the catalyst that they need to say like, no, you know what? Like this isn't what I deserve and it's not what I want. And I'm going to stand up for myself. Well, it's totally what I thought was going to happen to me. So, you know, it yeah. happened, you know, it really And thank does. God you had a good oh. friend there too. I think that support systems are, are key when it comes to everything in life, whether we're talking about mental health, relationships, anything, having people in your corner who are going to advocate for you is everything. Oh, I mean, you need that. You need that. And I had really good friends around me in general, but I specifically in the moment where, you know, I was with you know, this guy and just being in the location we were in. And if it wasn't for that help, you know, I don't know what I would have been doing, you know, because I was completely turned upside down. And I felt almost like I was like, I was not suicidal, but it felt like I'm never going to get out of this. Like Mm -hmm. I'm stuck. Yeah. And that can be a really scary place to be. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very, very, very scary. So, I mean, I I know we've been talking about support systems being important, um, and I feel like there are 
internal and external things we can do to take care of our mental health. And earlier you mentioned acupuncture, which is definitely one of my favorite ways to keep myself in balance. But throughout your journey, how, how have you taken care of your mental health? What are some of your go-to structures or habits or routines? Um, well, I'm a dancer. So whenever I take a dance class, it's when I'm kind of the happiest. Um, and I think that everyone needs to find out exactly what makes them kind of relax and get out of your brain. I think it's the only time where I can really just like escape. The other time is um, I do transcendental meditation. That helps a lot. Um, but I think that anyone can find their own version of meditation and it doesn't have to be sitting there quiet. It could be playing basketball. It could be going on a walk. It could be you know, whatever, see, and mine's my dog, and see, she's making noise, that's my other version of meditation, <laughs> it's taking care of animals, you know, it's yes. just kind of being able to escape from reality, just for a moment to, to recharge your battery, you know, and everyone needs to remember your brain is, is the, 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 the battery that needs to be recharged, you know, and you have to make sure that you take care of it. And people, you know, take care and they go to the gym and they work out with their bodies. So why don't we do that with our minds? Absolutely. And okay, so we talk about meditation a lot on this show. Um, and we've touched on transcendental meditation before. But for anybody new who's listening who might not know what that is, can you give us a little snapshot of, of what, what that is and how long you've been practicing it and what your practice looks like? Um, I do 15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes in the afternoon. Um, I learned um, um, at the David Lynch Foundation, um, but there's transcendental meditation centers all over the world. Um, I can't even explain it because I don't know how, how they even teach you and how it happens. Um, but it worked for me. <laughs> and it's just another form of meditation. Um, I started doing it because all the comedians were doing it. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, my brain kind of works like theirs. So if this is helping them, I think it'll help mine. And it did. Um, and it was just by chance that it did. And I've tried a lot of things. And this was just the, the, the one that worked for me. Um, I think it's something, you know, Google, check it out. Um, but I don't quite know how to explain it because I don't know the other versions of meditation to compare it to. I think the most important part of what you said, though, is, is finding something that works for you. Um, I think yeah. a lot of times people will try one thing and then kind of throw in the towel or give up because they're like, oh, I tried that. I didn't like it. It didn't work for me. Um, you know, it works for everybody else, but it's not for me. And, you know, whether it's meditation or physical activities or different self-care practices. There are so many things to choose from and we're all so different and very unique. And it, I think a lot of times it just requires trial and error until you find that one thing that works. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's cool though, that you mentioned, you know, a lot of the comedians um, in, in your space and kind of the industry that you're in, we're practicing transcendental med meditation. Do you feel like, mental health issues are more or less prevalent in the entertainment industry than, than elsewhere? 
You know, I don't know because I don't know statistics. I just know a lot of um, people that I respect surprisingly have um, mental health issues and are very open and honest about it. Um, but I, I don't think so. I mean, I think that specifically bipolar disorder can be anywhere, you know? Um, I don't think just because you're a creative type makes it any different. Um, I don't know. I don't really know the statistics enough. It's also new to me, you know, with other people, you know, chatting about it. Yeah, I'm sure, like, the the more public you become about these conversations, the more you learn, too. And, and with your podcast launching, I'm, I'm sure there's just going to be a whole new world that's open. Yeah, up. and that's what I'm so excited about, just to hear, like, what the difference is, you know? Yeah. Um, and so on your podcast, what kinds of people do you interview? Is it mostly um, actors and people within the entertainment industry or is it everybody? Um, so far, we have um, had actors um, who I have grown up with that I did Disney movies with back in the day. Oh. I had, yeah, That's I so had, uh, yeah, I had friends that um were on a Netflix show that I did, Netflix movie. Um we've kind of had all kinds of different people. Oh wait, here's my housekeeper. Hold on one second. Come here, you want a cookie? See, this is my life. This is I mean this is this is so appropriate for the podcast because this is my life. It's like um a whole bunch of shambles. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think more but, people need to see. Like there's so much false perfection on social media and it's like so helpful to just remember that we're all human and we all have, you know, dogs that bark when we don't want them to and <laughs> things that people have no idea how cuckoo bananas it is. I have two dogs and I want more and I want a goat and I want a pig and this is what my life has become. Oh gosh, um, that's amazing. Um, but what was the last question that you asked? So we were just talking about, you know, the types of people that are, are coming on your show and like what people can expect oh, from yes. tuning into it. Right. So we have actors that have been coming on the show. Um, we have um, writers that have been coming on the show. We have um, uh, a guy named David Haggerty, who I think you remember, he went up and spoke um, yeah. about the Wish Art Group. Wish Art Group. <clears throat> he and I have kind of a sub show that will come out once a month called Beauty in the Brain. And since he's a neuroscientist and I know nothing about the brain, um, we're going to be answering fan questions um, when they write them in and just do kind of like a 30 minute show once a month. And he's going to give the brain version and I'm going to give the, the, the beauty version. Um, and um, yeah, so we're going to have other specialists on. Um, we've had spiritual people. We're kind of you know, it's all so new. This all happened in about two and a half weeks that we did 11 people. Um, so we're very, very overwhelmed and so like blessed and lucky for it. But we've had a lot of stuff and we are going to release them and then get a whole new batch of people in there. And I'd love to have, you know, doctors and other podcast hosts and, you know, kind of see what happens from there. But yeah. That's so exciting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to make such a big impact and I'm so excited for people to be able to hear it. I um, hope so. I tell you, I don't know much about social media and I'm just 
how do I just want to be able to spread the word as much as I can. And I don't know how to even do that. And I don't know anything about a podcast. So let's <laughs> well, hope it goes. <laughs> this is a great start. So for people who are listening right now, um, I know you mentioned it launches on August 20th, but where can people yeah. find the podcast um, once it's live? People can find it on any podcast um, way to listen to podcasts from iTunes, from Spotify, you can ask Amazon Alexa. You can say, Alexa, play emotional support. Um, it is going to be released into every form of podcast. Um, and yeah, and then you can follow us at emotion, it's support pod, P-O-D. Um, but really that just spells emotional support pod. Um, and yeah, we have a Facebook group that we started so people can join in the community. And that's what my end goal is to create a community, create a social um, kind of hangout space. And I want people to write in. We're going to have questions. We're going to have forums. I want people to get connected and become friends. Um, I love the idea of pen pals. Um, eventually, we're hoping to, you know, do live shows and be able to travel around the states and meet people. These are probably huge expectations, and I'm probably thinking way too far ahead and out of the box, but that's where I would like it to go to. Oh, I'm such a big proponent of dreaming big, because the bigger you dream, the more it actually happens and, and comes to life. So yeah, thank so you for sharing all I that. hope so. So I, at least I'll have you come in one show. Yes, <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> um, and we at will- At least I got one link all of that information in the show notes below. So if people, people are listening in, um, actually by the time this episode is live, your the, the podcast will already have been released. So there will probably be a Amazing. few episodes oh right my now God, that fun. you can tune into. Oh my God, um, how fun. And the first episode is me kind of just explaining my story. Um, and then the second one will be uh, our first interview surprise, surprise, is my friend Eden Cher, and she is an actress who um, people will know from the show The Middle on ABC. Um, she was the lead on that for nine, ten years, and uh, she and I did a movie together, and we both found out, well, in the middle of the movie together, we were both bipolar, and we were the first actors that we had each met that had the same disorder, and we bonded over it. So it's kind of a really fun um, story. Oh, cool. I can't wait to hear that. Yeah. Amazing. Um, well, yes, everybody who's, who's listening in right now, definitely tune in and subscribe to her show, share it with your friends. It's definitely going to be incredible. I know that for sure. Oh, my God, you're so sweet. And like, please, I just want people to write in because all the questions that people have written in so far are so cool and I had no idea about them. And so... It makes me learn so much more about myself by, you know, hearing these questions and me answering them for myself being like, oh my God, I never thought of the world that way. What would I do in this situation? Yeah, that's what's so great about starting these kinds of conversations is you do get other perspectives and you get people to challenge your viewpoint and get you thinking differently, which is ultimately what helps us grow in life. Right, totally. Um, okay, so the last question that I love asking people on the show, since we are kind of all about holistic wellness, is what is one wellness habit that you swear by or can't go a day without? And that can be mental health, physical health, emotional health, any of it. 
Um, well, I know the one thing I can't live without is my coffee bean and tea leaf, 32 ounce tropical passion iced tea. Uh, not really great for the mental health, I'm sure, but maybe it is. I don't know. It works oh for my me. Gosh. I uh, love that stuff. And I love their crushed ice too. <laughs> what do you mean? It's the whole, per- the coffee bean and tea leaf is what I give all of my money to. I probably on average spend $20 a day there. And it's <laughs> really like... All I want for my life is for them to be a sponsor of the show because <laughs> I don't even need them to pay me. I just want gift cards because it's absurd how much I've spent. And my accountant always yells at me every time. I don't care. Um, <laughs> that is one thing I cannot live without. Um, the second thing that I think um, I religiously do is I don't know if anyone would do this or if they should. Um, but I love going to Korean spas um, yes. because I love there's, um, you know, they have not only the saunas and the steam rooms, they specifically have infrared saunas. And I swear by infrared saunas, I suffer from chronic migraines and it seems to be the only thing that helps me. Um, so whenever I have a chance, you know, it's honestly like 30 bucks at these, these spas and you can go there for a long time and you have yummy, you know, Korean food. Um, and I'm a vegetarian, so they have the best like veggie noodles. Um, but I highly recommend you taking like any opportunity to find an infrared sauna. And there's something about it that just kind of makes you feel like you're in another dimension and you're in outer space. Yes. Oh my gosh. And they're so detoxifying too. They're, they're so good for you. So I, I love that one. That's a great tip for people. And Korean spas oh, are the best. I was just talking to my friend about, um, I always go to Wee Spa in LA and I was trying to explain love it Wee to spa. a friend and you just have to go to one to experience it. You need to go to the Beverly Hot Springs. Ooh, okay. I've heard of that one, but I've never been. So I'll add that it's to the, the list. It's the only natural hot spring in all of Los Angeles. Oh, amazing. Okay. Yeah, it's tip. pretty, it's pretty nuts. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing that, Alan. Thank you for Wait, coming. Wait, can I on ask you, what is your one thing that you can't live without? Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Nobody has ever asked me that at the end of the show. <laughs> um, I feel like I have a million because my life is immersed in the wellness space, but um, I would have to say yoga. Like spending time yeah. on my yoga mat is is one of the most like grounding and transformative practices for me. And I think it's more so about just like taking time to like, it, it forces me to breathe more deeply and it forces me uh-huh. to move through anything that I've been avoiding and release tension. And any, any time I've been having like a, a frustrating day or feel stuck about something, if I just spend like 10 minutes on my yoga mat, breathing and flowing and stretching, I feel better. So I'd say that's definitely and what, one thing. And what do you recommend for hair growth? Because my hair never grows. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good question too. I was just talking to somebody about this yesterday. Um, biotin is obviously like the most talked about supplement when it comes to hair growth. Um, it's basically a form of a, of a B vitamin that contributes to healthy hair, skin, and nails. So supplementing mm-hmm. with biotin is a great start. Um, but also diet is just such a big part of, of hair growth and making sure that like you have enough healthy fats in your diet. Um, 
hormone, if your hormones are out of balance, that's usually like the number one reason that people have um, thinning hair or hair that won't grow fast. Um, or if oh, they're interesting. Or if your hair feels like dry and brittle, that's usually um, pointing to to something out of whack with your hormones as well. So that's well, the that first happens place to, to me look. all the time. My hair never grows. So really, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna try that. Yeah, if you've never tried biotin, I would try that first. Um, and cool. yeah, getting some more healthy fats in your diet and vitamin E is another good one. Fun. Yeah. Oh, oh my I'm gosh, so I could. I can talk about that kind of stuff all day. I like geek out when it comes to nutrition and, and wellness stuff. It's definitely fun. fun That'll be part two. Yes, exactly. We'll definitely have to do a part two. Um, but thank you so much again for, for coming on today and sharing your story. Like I said, I think it's such an important part of not only our own journey and healing process, but for other people to, to normalize these kind of conversations and to know that it's okay to talk about. Um, and I appreciate you being an advocate and a stand for that. And I think it's important to keep in the part when my beautiful housekeeper came in and the dogs to let people know life is hectic in my world. <laughs> yes, absolutely. We all have, you know, crazy lives. They're not perfect and they're not meant to be. No, and people need to know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Real is so much more important than perfect. Totally. So, oh, my God. Well, yeah. thank you so much, Megan. You're just the cutest. Yeah. Thank you again for, for coming on. And to everybody who's listening, again, go subscribe to her new podcast, Emotional Support. Um, make sure you follow them. Join their Facebook group. It sounds amazing. Um, and again, subscribe for uh, updates on empowered-bodies.com so you get updates on all the latest episodes of our show. Um, and until next time, as always, have a happy and healthy day.